This is Josh Trent, and in this solo cast, we're going deep into the concept of self-sabotage, which is perfect timing. Whether you're hearing this live on the day it's published or months or years from now, it still has the same weight and the capacity to up-level and change your life. That is my promise that by the end of this solo cast, if you give this a chance, if you really listen and tune in to the message that you're receiving today, this has the potential to shift and change your life. I'm going to give you an actionable guide as well as some science and spirituality behind self-sabotage. Why do we do it? How do we stop the cycle? How do we unhinge from the very thing that we know is causing us pain, but we just aren't aware of what the root of that thing actually is? Well, look, it may seem shocking. Some people undermine their own good intentions and long-term success goals because self-sabotage occurs in the shadows where people hinder their own success and take destructive steps without actually knowing why they do it. Maybe some deeper part of them knows it's because their harmful behavior shows up in the results of their lives, which negatively impacts nearly every part of their existence, including money, relationships, career, health, you name it. Self-sabotage shows up in so many deleterious ways. There's a part of you that is excited about the year ahead. There's a part of you that knows where you've been and the year behind. But what is the part of you in the middle that knows you are already whole and complete and loved and accepted for exactly who you are? And what do you need to support that? To build a scaffolding of resources, people, supplementation, behavioral practices, anything and everything to remind you on a daily basis that you are loved, you are supported, and you're on the right path. There's only one place that I go, and that's joshtrent.com forward slash store. Whether it's home, kitchen, biohacking, sinus care, blood sugar, digestion, cognition, anything and everything when it comes to your wellness pentagon, your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial ways that you nourish yourself every single day, head over to joshtrent.com forward slash store. This is the only place for the best of the best wellness tools, resources, supplements. Forget about hunting around in the ocean on the internet. I've put everything in one place for you to easily find and purchase at a deep discount and you support the show. As you know, this podcast is brought to you for free by Wellness Force Media and myself. And so every single time you purchase something from the store page, you not only help yourself out and your wallet, but you also help the show. joshtrend.com forward slash store. First, let's go over why do people self-sabotage? Why exactly do people self-sabotage? People unconsciously block their progress for so many different types of reasons. They may consciously or unconsciously commit these acts of self-sabotage and the causes range from childhood issues, epigenetic transfer, prior relationships, heartbreak, essentially all the ways that the ego that gets wounded tries to stay safe. This wounded ego is not our enemy. The ego is actually our friend. Other reasons for this destructive behavior stems from low self-esteem or a sense of not being good enough and coping with cognitive dissonance, which I'll go deeper into in a moment. So if we know what we want and we know what we don't want, then why is there such a disconnect between the embodiment of how we show up in the world and the results in our life? In other words, if we know what we don't want and what we do want, then why do we continue to receive what we don't? Well, I'll share with you that for people who self-sabotage, even though they may be aware of their actions, somebody who's overweight as an example, or on a diet might consciously sabotage their efforts by eating a whole chocolate cake or staying up till 4 a.m. in the morning and eating a whole pizza. They don't know why they're doing it. It's literally happening on an unconscious level. Or someone might act from an unconscious place where they miss a work deadline 
which on the surface seems like maybe they were running late, but the truth was they were afraid of failure. So the human being self-sabotage is unconsciously driven and it bypasses their goal to advance in the company. They shoot themselves in the foot. Another example might be a difficult childhood growing up in a dysfunctional family, which contributes to a proclivity towards self-sabotage. Because here's the truth. We act out unconsciously what we see from our parents. And science and spirit is showing this more and more and more every year. So without a secure attachment style, being in that type of situation growing up, you might have an ambivalent or a vacillation or an avoidant attachment style. It's because our earliest engagement and lessons from our parents and caregivers drastically impacted how we connect to ourselves and to others. So take an inventory right now. Take a deep breath. There's something that you wanted when you clicked on this solo cast. And this is the core of how you get it. Question for you. Did your parents tell you growing up that you'll never amount to much or that you're not good enough? Or did you have people in your life when you were growing up, especially the ages three through seven, but also seven through 18? Those are very formative years where neuroplasticity, neurogenesis is in full speed from a brain perspective. Because if the answer is yes, then this is where we go. In childhood, we're delicate. We're like a rose. We require water and sunlight and nourishment. And if we don't get emotional, physical, spiritual, mental, fuel, support, then unconsciously, we will act out the exact situation of lack and of trauma from childhood from an unconscious space until, and this is the key, until these things get healed. So here's your first action step. Take an emotional inventory. I've talked about this in depth on the hypervigilance solo cast, which you can listen to and access right now for free, joshtrent.com forward slash 490. And also the emotional epigenetic solo cast at joshtrent.com forward slash 499. These are two beautiful scaffoldings that'll help you understand this podcast on self-sabotage and give you more context on what I'm sharing, what I'm teaching today. Another core root of self-sabotage has been difficult relationships. For example, if your ex-partner consistently cussed at you, spoke down to you, you might actually still feel bruised and broken even when you're out of the relationship for a while. Well, check this out. Based on a recent scientific study on self-sabotage from Cambridge University, a psychologist who specialized in intimate relationships in Australia identified main issues for the recurrence of self-sabotage in romantic relationships. The reasons included insecure attachment style, low self-worth, fear of having their heart broken, fear of commitment, unhealthy, toxic beliefs about what relationships are, what relationships mean. I'm going to get trapped. I'm going to get hurt. All these stories that get projected from past trauma onto the current relationship, which really you either learn from your parents or your partner learn from their parents in society to cope. These are all coping problems when it relates to the matter of the heart. And lastly, at the root of how self-sabotage shows up is cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is the mental discomfort that humans feel when they hold two conflicting ideas at the same time. Now, here's the key. One idea is conscious. One idea is unconscious, right? Carl Jung, until you make the unconscious conscious, it'll rule your life and you'll call it fate. This is why human beings are born with a blind spot so that we can uncover what that blind spot is and feel the fucking freedom 
feel the absolute freedom of what it's like to live life without so many blind spots. You know, humans, we're pleasure-seeking and pain-avoiding creatures. We like to have consistency between our beliefs and actions. As an example, let's say you marry someone you love, but you come from a very dysfunctional family where your dad left and your mother went from one abusive stepfather, a boyfriend to another. You, on an unconscious level, no matter how much you want to say it's different, you, on an unconscious level, do not believe in a loving, stable marriage. Yet, you're continuing to plan the wedding and send invitations out. This is cognitive dissonance. Here's another example related to work when it comes to cognitive dissonance. You're about to land a huge client and earn the most money you've ever earned, but rather than do what it takes to close the deal, you hold yourself back because you don't feel worthy. Let's say you even got drunk the night before or missed the meeting with the client. Rather than have to take a deep inventory of why you feel what you feel, you shoot yourself in the foot because on a deep level, you don't feel worthy. This is cognitive dissonance. This is what creates anxiety. This is what leads to depression. This is the core of self-sabotage. Now, just because we know this does not mean we can always do what is best for us. Because right now I'm talking to you through the conscious mind, through the filter, and then deep down into your subconscious. So let me talk to your subconscious right now. Do I have permission? I know we don't know each other that well, or maybe we do. Maybe you heard my voice for 500 episodes. Regardless, I'm going to give it a go here. I'm going to talk to your subconscious mind. Self-sabotage leads to chronic struggles with sex, pornography, drugs, food, alcohol, gambling, shopping, workaholism, even self-injury. And this destructive behavior has topical roots to exactly what we're going to talk about next. Now that we've gone over the science of self-sabotage, Let's talk about procrastination and perfectionism, which are really equally deleterious and equally challenging to hold. It has been said that perfectionism is really just a trauma response. A great resource for this, if you head over to joshtrent.com forward slash 461, where I can quote Dr. Wendy Myers, for many people, perfectionism is a response to trauma. It's not that you just want to do everything perfectly. It's a defense mechanism we create which can lead to a negative mindset and a constant inner critic. Holding oneself to an impossible standard of perfection. Well, it seems like a positive thing to aim that nothing goes without any hitches. Everything goes as planned with no problems. But perfectionism, as you know, as your subconscious mind knows, is really a belief that if you're seen to be imperfect by the eyes of others, then you won't be loved. You won't be accepted. And that's at the bottom of it for me and for all of us. Then there's procrastination. Procrastination is a way you show others you're never ready and you put off taking your time and being mindful until the last second so you can get that huge rush of energy because the hormones are driving your behavior, not the trust in yourself. You can't do it. You don't trust yourself to perform without that state of stress. I can see from my own journey with procrastination. It really came from me not feeling that I could handle it all. And by it all, I mean my dreams, my purpose. I needed those stress hormones that drove me and pushed me beyond my beliefs. And it wasn't until I got down to the core beliefs that if I didn't make as much money as my father, then I wouldn't be loved. Or if I didn't look a certain way physically, then I wouldn't be accepted or sexually attractive. All these things, all these lies. These are the things through the emotional inventory. These are the things at the core, the deepest roots that show up with the topical roots of perfectionism and procrastination. 
It's the unconscious projection of self into the conscious action. Now let's break down the spirituality. Whether you believe in past life regression or epigenetic emotional transfer, where five generations of mice have been scientifically proven to exhibit trauma-based behavior, five generations from the trauma, you have to realize that in this lifetime, there is so much more than you see. There is so much more than meets the eye. So your next action step when it comes to a spiritual inventory of why you self-sabotage and how to stop the cycle is simply to breathe and be still. You heard it right. Breathe and be still. With, you're with me right now for a reason. Otherwise, you would not be hearing my voice. And so I'd like you to take three deep breaths with me. After these three deep breaths, put your hand on your body where you feel the most pressure or tension or discomfort. If you're in the car and you can, pull over. Or if you can, just place your hand where you feel the most pressure. Be safe if you're driving, pull over. Maybe it's your hips, your glutes, your stomach, your throat, your forehead, your shoulders. Where do you feel the most tension? Go there right now and do three more deep breaths. The only way you can stop a cycle from repeating is to have the courage to turn towards where the cycle comes from in the first place. And when it comes to spiritual inventory, the first place you must begin is at the altar of humility and forgiveness. Yes, people can treat self-sabotage by examining the root causes and stopping procrastination and looking at the bigger picture, potentially even letting go of perfectionism as a coping mechanism for trauma. But the deeper, more spiritual questions you can ask right now in the stillness with your hand on your heart and the breath in your lungs is this. What is my self-sabotage wanting to teach me? What is my self-sabotage wanting to teach me? You may sit with this for moments or hours. What is my self-sabotage wanting to teach me? Is this feeling familiar? Have I felt this feeling before? And can I go to the very first time I ever felt this feeling right now? Can I trust myself to go to the very first time I ever felt this feeling that I feel right now? What is my self-sabotage wanting to teach me? This memory, this event that you have been carrying for so long It is asking for forgiveness and possibly most likely asking for rest. But in order for it to rest, you must first learn the lesson. You must lay something down. You must let go. So what is it? What is it that you must let go of? And how can you ask the creator to give you the courage to let it go? Regardless of your training in religion or dogma or spirituality, no matter where you've been, what you've been through, how can you ask the mystery of life to give you the courage to let it go? You simply take a breath, you lift your chin, and with your eyes closed or your eyes open, 
you ask the mystery, please, can you give me the courage? Can you show me where the courage lives inside of me to let this go? To let this go. This is what you will not find in the scientific journals. Yes, science points us in this direction, but if you really want to know why we do self-sabotage and how do we stop the cycle of it, we have to go through an emotional inventory, spiritual inventory, and really an inventory of the self, the deepest part of yourself that maybe you haven't touched or accessed in a long time. And here we are at the end of our time together, but we will return next week for another episode centered around emotional intelligence to support you on your path. And as we say goodbye, notice, notice this, you are loved and with the right questions and the right stillness, you can hear the voice of God, the creator, you are supported and you will always be on the right path. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you being here so much. You know, time is our most valuable resource. It's something we can never get back. And the fact that you spend your time, your breath, your presence, your mind, your heart, your body, your soul here with me on the podcast, I am so grateful. I wanna give you a free gift. Head over to joshtrent.com forward slash M21. This is where I've taken these 500 episodes and I've squeezed down to get just the juice, the most important nuggets the things that'll move the needle for you in your life right now, maybe you're needing a wellness reset or a reboot. These are six science-backed practices that I promise you from my research and my application will help you go from A to B, the person you are now to the person that you desire to be, the one that is fulfilling their potential. joshtrent.com forward slash M21. One of the practices in the M21 is breath work. This is a guide that in 21 minutes a day, you can take these six foundational wellness practices backed by science. And in 21 minutes a day, you can completely revolutionize the way that you feel in your body, the way that your mind speaks to you, and the way that your heart operates as a guidepost in the world. Now, back to breath work. If you've been wanting to use your breath to clear your stress, if you've been curious about how to use breath work in a practical way, I want to invite you to join us in the three-week journey over at breathwork.io. This is the Breathe Breath and Wellness program where I can personally guide you one-on-one -on -one to get the fundamentals about the posture, the process, and the application of using breath that you're already doing just in the most beautiful way to clear your stress. Breathwork.io. Use the code JOSH25. JOSH25 gets you 25% off the entire three-week journey. Come join me. Breathwork.io. I'll see you there.